0: That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and on this edition of Paranormal Almanac, let's get AI to do some of the work. But first, as always, we have shout-outs. Head on over to patreon.com paranormalalmanac if you end up liking this episode. And, you know, frankly, I predict you will. But if you end up liking this episode, just know that part one of this episode is exclusive to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac. All righty, let's do some shout-outs here. We've got shout-outs going out to Anne, Stephen Cher, Jane Ann, Jennifer, Heather G, Zuzus. What's it? Paula, Cassidy, Bishop, Rick, Nico Cher, and the Mouse. <laughs> Paul, Mark, Tortuga, Hannah Boo, Mike from Jersey, Jay Bizzle, Anna, Andy, Tracy, Virginia, Ginny, that is, mailman, Tony, Jason, Vicky Crow, Clay, Buzz, Lobito Works, Glacier, Maine, Isabel, Jen Jen, Stacey, Amber, Aunt Sandy, Kelly, Joe, Menace the Beast, kick Magic, Robot, Webcomic, Sandy... Paige, Kosh, Sean, Andrew, Scott A., Andrea, Melody, Vicky, Vanessa, Marisa, Liam, Roger, Alicia, Becca, Jake, and the Beasties. Elizabeth, Voidtech Sherry, Art Muffin, Trudy, Tim, Kenneth, Ricardo, Ian, Alexandra, George, Seth, Zozo the Demon. Hayden, Cindy, Ashley, Carrie, Robin, Will, Lauren, Megano, Russell, April, Isabel, Audra, Dorian, Cindy, Bob, Stacy, Jerry, Lindsay, Megan, Jeff, T, Suzanne, Joe, Lawrence, the Lawrence, Strawn, hey, howdy, uh, hi, Veronica, Autumn, J. Mark Manning, Carolyn, Martin, Jade, Nanashi, Chuck, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah, Hendrickson, Dan, Laura, Pitts, and GamerFan. That's right. Head on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac for even more Paranormal Almanac. With two special shout outs, as always, to Joe Teague and to my boy Stitch. Strange things happen every day. Keep a watch out and be on your way. That's just the way the universe moves. But now it's time for. that's right it's time to get right on into paranormal news because i got a lot of episode to get to maybe who knows maybe not this might be the shortest episode ever because i'm not writing any of it that's right it is all being written by ai after this part after paranormal news and my little intro i'll tell you when it's gonna be ai don't worry i'm still Kurt. this this is not ai right now this is god i don't think it is Boy, I'm kind of having an existential crisis here thinking about it. I think that right now it is me that is saying these things and and thinking these words. I don't think it's AI yet, but I guess I'll never know for sure. So let's just right on into paranormal news. Cat swipes Teddy from grave, egged on by ghost of dog pal. Moggy Demo likes to surprise from gifts, likes to surprise from gifts from the local graveyard. I'm already so... This this must be AI because I'm so confused. This is from Essex Essex Live. A mum claims the ghost of her dead dog is egging on her cat to steal a teddy from a grave as CCTV catches the moggy do catches the moggy do it for the third time. Is this English? What is happening? Rachel Masterman says her 3-year-old moggy demo likes to surprise her with gifts. Is moggy cat? What is a fucking moggy? Likes to surprise her with gifts she's found laying around in the graveyard behind her house. But the 49-year-old opened the door to find Demo had brought home a teddy wearing a blue hat with the words Special Little Boy written on it and posted a photo on her local Facebook group so that she could return it to its owner. After tracking down the mother who had left the teddy for her little boy's grave, the mum of three returned it to the cemetery, but the next morning it was back at her front door. Believing that the cuddly toy could be a sign... This stay-at-home mum contacted a psychic and had, or had a reading over video call. The psychic told her that Demo was bringing the toy to Rachel at the request of her Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, Jack, who passed away in October. I'm very sorry to hear that. Don't like talking about pets that passed away. Rachel says she believes it is indeed the ghost of her dead dog trying to give her a message by egging on the cat to repeatedly swipe the toy and bring it to her. Rachel from Caldecott, Mon- Monmouthshire, sure, sure, whatever, Demo is known for taking things from the graveyard. It's a stone's throw away, and she's a kleptomaniac. She has a particular cry that she has when she's brought home something. I dread when I, I dread it when I hear her crying at the door. She was crying at the door. I opened it up, and there was a teddy on the floor. I posted a photo on our local Facebook page. Well, this is just the same story. Um, she'd seen the cat's antics on Facebook. The mom, the, the, the mom that you know put it on her son's grave said he's famous in the area. I promise I'd take her back straight away. Couldn't believe it. Next day, it's back. Um, so I, here we go. So I spoke to the psychic. I'm into things like that. She asked me to send over photos of relatives dead or alive. I sent her a mixture of things. I try not to give away anything. I sent her a picture of Jack, Demo, and the teddy bear, and I didn't say anything. I just let her say things. She said the teddy bear belongs to a baby boy, which is pretty obvious because it says special boy on it. Yep, Kurt here. Yep, 100%. She asked what the link between the teddy and the cat was, so I asked her to elaborate before I told her the story. She said it was something to do with the dog, and she asked if the dog had passed recently. She said the cat is bringing the toy from Jack. I broke down in tears. It's still so raw. I had a warm, glowing thinking that had come from my beloved dog. Oh, I like that. Uh, Let's see. Demo brought it back for a third time, but the neighbor caught it on camera. She said when when she brought it in the morning, I screamed for my daughter, and there it was laying in the snow. I just said, oh, my God. The neighbor caught Demo on camera in the teddy, and I thought, thank God for that, because something some people might think I'm making it up. I sent a photo. Oh, whoa, what's going on? Uh, wait. Uh, let's see. All of a sudden, there was an ad that popped up here. Let's see. Uh, I sent a photo to the lady. She was understanding. I told her about the psychic, and she said she was sorry to hear about my dog, but she thought it was lovely. I think it's a message from Jack. She was advised by a vet to put seven-year-old Jack to... Oh, nope, 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 nope. And that's the end of that story. Moving on to the next story in paranormal news. UFO sighting, metallic orb flying over Iraq or Iraq. I don't know how to say it, to be honest with you. I think I I say it two different ways. Is it it Iraq or is it Iraq? I think I say it both ways. I'm going to say Iraq alongside spy plane and newly released photo. It's kind of a cool photo. If it's legit, it's a very, very cool photo. Um, let's see. UFOs remain a divisive topic. Sure, why not? Expert Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp revealed the bombshell image of the Mosul Orb Tuesday morning on their podcast, saying it's become saying it comes from a brief video clip shot in 2016 in northern Iraq. Safe to say this thing is unidentified. He says that the object shiny object is an orb shown as part of a classified briefing video on the topics of UFOs shown to U.S. government agencies. He says the mysterious object was captured on cameras that flew, aso- flew alongside a spy plane without changing altitude. Uh, let's see. They said that uh, well, they don't know what it, they don't know what it is. So, Harvard physicist uh, Avi, Loeb, Avi Loeb says that the growing threat of UFOs that the government likely doesn't know squat about the subjects that they're objects they're observing. Yep, I agree with that. But uh, let's see. Jeremy Corbell said this to TMZ. Let me see if I can play this. I'm sure it's gonna load an ad, so I'm gonna turn it down. Oh, I was so I was so right. This is an ad that I would like to have as a sponsor, but since they're not paying me, they're not getting this free ad. So instead, I'm gonna give you the Kick Ass Magic Robot Webcomic. Make sure you check it out. It's done by a patron, it's cool as hell, it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. So check out Kick Ass Magic Robot Webcomic. I don't have the website in front of me because I'm making this ad up as I go along. So just look it up online.
1: Yeah, this is a big day for people that want the truth about UFOs. What? Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop playing? UFO transparency. So let me just give you the basics. Some big sonic booms have happened. Our government is officially affirming to the American public that UFOs are real. They're unidentified flying with impunity through our restricted airspace. And now we know from the release that George Knapp, my mentor in journalism, and I released that over a conflict zone, you have one of these spheres, metallic spheres. It's a UAP or UFO official designation by our military and intelligence community. So we wanted to share this. It is inherently unclassified, although it is contained within classified briefings. But the the image itself is unclassified so we can put it out, but this is happening on a daily basis off of. All right. So that's all the,
0: (laughs) I would continue playing it, but it's all the same stuff that I say often. Look, Jeremy Corbell, I'd love to have you on, on the podcast. So I'll have to reach out to Jeremy. I I think I've reached out in the past and it didn't go well, but I'll try again. Um, But it's the same stuff that I tell you guys all the time. So instead of listening to him, let's move on to the next one in paranormal news. Sailor says swarm of UFOs buzzed around us Navy warship in no way human craft could. The witness, who spoke under anonymity of research of uh, two researchers, Jeremy Corbell again, and George Knapp again, uh, was aboard the USS Paul Hamilton. He said that... Um, he explained that the mystery crafts were not behaving like any reconnaissance drone might, which is when the craft is overflying the ship and then returning to its base station. He said that the object started to arrive and leave on a different bearing, which is weird. If you deploy a drone to go check something out... It would come straight back. So that was something significant enough for us to report. Let's see. What else does he say? That's about it, actually. All right. Well, then, cool. So there's more stuff. Even more more stuff is popping up. The important thing to note is that even more UFO stuff is popping up. So um, with that, uh, let's move on to the next one. The next one says, Doomsday clock moves to 90 seconds to midnight, which is the closest ever to catastrophe. Well, I guess there's nothing bad to report there, so let's move on. That sounds terrifying. I, I can't I can't deal with that one. So we're moving on to the next one. Can super eels explain Loch Ness Monster, not a monster, sightings? A pre-print study investigates if the theory holds any water at all. It's the biggest theory out there that Nessie is actually an eel, or super eel, just a ginormous eel, basically. So the eel hypothesis suggests that a particularly large anguilla anguilla might be enough to trick the eye into thinking you've seen a mythical lock dwelling animal but do the stats on eels back up the theory let's see as we all know we know the size of it uh nessie size ranges from about one to two meters 15 to 20 meters blah, blah blah come on get to the uh thing um if there are any there may be many if it's real could it be an eel are you just trying to... Are you Dr. Seuss? What, what scientist is this? The researchers looked at a catch data from Loch Ness to ascertain the number of eels and their average body sizes when they were pulled from the enormous body of water. It revealed that the distribution is skewed towards the smaller anguila anguila sizes, leading them to conclude that your chances of finding not just an eel but a large one, minimum one meter, in the loch are about one in 50,000. However... This is not quite the monster postulated. Indeed, the probability of finding a 6-meter-long eel in Loch Ness is essentially zero, too low for the software used to provide a reliable estimate. Thus, while large eels may account for some eyewitness sightings of large animate objects rising to the loch surface, they are unlikely to account for sightings of extraordinary large animals, which may instead be accounted for by wave phenomena, the occasional stray mammal, or other. So basically... No is the answer. If you want it in layman's terms, I'll put it right out there for you. Non-AI Curtis saying, it's not an eel. So Nessie is still Nessie, and I'm very happy to say it. As the world's first para-influencer that talks about Nessie more than any other podcast, I'm guessing, I'm very happy to find out it's not an eel. And it's also not a whale's penis. Please stop sending me that story. Up next, Syracuse Bigfoot unraveling the decades-old myth of the city's legendary Black Panther. So it's not really a Bigfoot. You could have said Syracuse cryptid, but whatever. That's a weird, weird headline, Syracuse.com. It Starts out with early September. <coughs> <coughs> oh my God, I'm dying. Okay, I'm back. See, that proves I'm, I think that proves I'm alive. In September, September 1945, a trio boys trio of boys burst into police headquarters with a breathless report. They had seen a great black cat in a tree at Elmwood Park. Kurt here. I've talked about this on previous episodes, so let's go. Could it be real? Well, it kept going. In eighteen, in uh, nineteen sixty-two, "A Howl in the Night" was written by Walter Carroll um, about a large black cat. Um, it was seen in the nineteen thirties, nineteen sixties, and nineteen forty-six. Even in Liverpool, Chief of Police Floyd Harrison and a photographer were sure that they had an elusive Black Panther by the tail. That's because, I don't care what anybody says, there is a large black cat in England. 100% I agree with that. 1949, the sightings became more frequent in Syracuse. Police investigated it off of Buckley Road in Onondaga, Baldwinsville, Cecero Swamp, Cicero, sorry, Cicero Swamp, and the Hindervattle Grove in North Syracuse. 1949, even more sightings. It was about the size of a medium-sized dog, but slender and fast. It was not a dog, and it was much too large for a cat. I never saw anything jump so high, and with such speed. 1950, January 24th, 1950, another panther sighting off the side of the road, close, very close by. It was black in color, about six feet in length, with a tail nearly as long as the body. He returned to the spot with a gun and a camera, but the cat was gone. Don't fucking shoot cryptid cats. Um, uh, 1950, there was an article in the paper about the Black Panthers, the $75 question. There's now a reward for it, a $75 reward for posted, capture, dead or alive. That's terrible. Don't kill it. Um, if it was brought in alive, it was going to be brought to the Burnett Park Zoo, if Dad was going to be given a funeral by the SPCA, how about you just don't kill it? Then they put up another $25 to try and catch it. So now it's up to $100. Uh, didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, and one person complained at the time, saying, these trigger-happy guys will be killing our pets. I think it's about offering a counter-reward for the hunters. I agree. How about you don't kill it? Thankfully, that didn't kill it. Uh, moving on to November 10th, 1958, it was seen again. Uh, let's see. It was seen just inside a patch of woods about 100 feet away from me. It was about the size of a police dog and had a shiny black hair. We stared at each other for a few minutes, and I kept the bow at the ready. He just stood there looking at me and hissing. If I hit him and only wounded him, I could picture him pouncing all over me. So I just let him stare and slowly back away. When he was out of sight, I really took off, got in the car, and drove back home. Kept going. 1963, January 18, 1963, there was another sighting near that Onondaga wherever the hell that is. Just another big cat, they said. Uh, he he guessed the cat jumped about 12 to 15 feet high in height. Wow, that's crazy. That's big. Uh, seven months later, March 16th, 1967, it was seen again. Um, is that it? Is that the last sighting? That is the last official sighting, but there are people that have had random sightings here and there since the 1960s, and they think it might still be out there. I hope it is, and I hope people don't freaking shoot it. It's not hard. not hard to not shoot a cat. You just don't shoot it. Up next in paranormal news, I want to get right into this episode. I'm burning too much time. Out of all the hauntings surrounding the small town of Layton, Utah, this one just might be the creepiest. It's a. Uh, it's about a lake settled in the late 1800s, settled in the late 1800s by the Hobbs family. Um, isn't that the guy from Hobbs? Isn't that one of the Fast and the Furious people? Uh, Let's see. All right, so it's Hobbs water by the Hobbs Reservoir. First reported drowning was in 1944. Uh, Dynamite was eventually utilized to try and find the drowned man. Uh, Let's see. Then it happened again. Five more people drowned in the lake. They've all been male under the age of 20. All were swimming with friends when they lost their stamina and slipped underwater. The ghost stories have been around since the 1970s. The latest running victim was in 2004. Despite the stories, it's still a favored fishing spot. Here, uh, Kurt here, tip of the episode, don't go in the Hobbs Reservoir, especially if you're a male under the age of 20. It just seems bad. And why would you want to go there anyway? It just I mean, it's a pretty lake, don't get me wrong, but there's got to be less haunted lakes out there. So they're saying, if you want the most haunted lake in Utah, please visit, why you would, I don't know, Hobbs Reservoir, Layton, Utah. Is there any more? Is there one more? I think there's one more. No, there's not. All righty, with that, let's get right on into, well, actually, let's not take a break quite yet. Let's talk about merch. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash paranormal dash almanac. That's tpublic.com forward slash stores forward slash paranormal dash almanac because I just, I just dropped a crap ton of, of brand new styles. You can get them as patches or not patches, stickers, uh bags, prints, shirts, hoodies, baby onesies, um other assorted things, baseball shirt. I mean, there's lots of stuff. You can get it and done in a lot of stuff, pats, maybe, I don't know. Head on over there and 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 buy some paranormal almanac merch. If you like the show, that's one of the best ways that's out there to show your support. And I thank everybody that's bought the merch. And I got to go buy some more. Well, what do I? Oh, I get paid tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to buy some more shirts for myself. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Paranormal Almanac and an AI. Kurt here. Welcome to... No, I'm not going to do a robot voice. We're back. Look, I had so much fun doing an AI episode for the patrons just the other day. It's really bizarre. Uh, join now to hear it. Seriously, go on over to patreon.com slash paranormalalmanac if you want to hear that one. It was a lot of fun. So I figured um, let's do one for the rest of you, basically. That's what I figured. What I'm doing is I'm using an AI GPT. It's called AI GPT. It's a chatbot AI. What I, All I'm asking it to do is write a generic script for Paranormal Almanac. That's the only parameters that I did. Please write a script for Paranormal Almanac. And I just let it loose because I wanted to see what it would do. So the first one was write a script for Paranormal Almanac about haunted objects. Give it a little like info, see what it comes up with. And then instantly, and I am talking instantly. Hold on. My computer's being slow, but it is instant. There we go. Instantly, a full script just starts going. Oh, it keeps going. It just keeps boom, boom, boom. It's going down there. So I'm going to read it to you right now because the rest of this episode, except for when I say Kurt here, uh, the rest of this episode is written by AI. Will it take over for Paranormal Almanac? Will you say like, that was the best episode ever. Please stop doing the crap that you've been doing up until this point. I know it's like 220 episodes or whatever. Just stop. We've had enough of you, Kurt. We want to hear more from this AI, which would kind of bum me out, but it also would free up a lot of time because now the AI is doing all the research and writing it instead of me, so I don't know how I feel about it. But let's find out if you think the AI is better at writing a Paranormal Almanac episode than me. Please, please don't think that. Okay, here we go. Got to get into character. Okay. (sighs) Ah. Welcome to Paranormal Almanac, I'm your host Kurt Sandvig. Today we're going to delve into the mysterious world of haunted objects. Throughout history, people have reported strange and unexplained occurrences surrounding certain objects. From cursed jewelry to haunted dolls, these objects have passed down through generations, each one carrying its own dark and eerie story. One of the most famous haunted objects is the Hope Diamond. This blue diamond, currently on display at the Smithsonian Natural History Museum, is said to have been cursed by the goddess Sita, causing misfortune and death to its previous owners. Another well-known haunted object is the Annabelle doll. This Raggedy Ann doll, said to be possessed by the spirit of a young girl named Annabelle, was the inspiration for the horror film The Conjuring. But it's not just ancient jewelry and dolls that are said to be haunted. Objects such as mirrors and paintings have also been reported to have eerie occurrences surrounding them. The Myrtle's Plantation in Louisiana, for example, is said to be haunted by the ghost of a former owner, former, ah, former owner, that's that's all me. AI had no problem with that. Former owner who appears in a mirror in the home. These are just a few examples of the many haunted objects that exist in the world today. Their stories continue to captivate and intrigue us, leaving us to question the true nature of the paranormal. Thank you for joining me on The Paranormal Almanac. On The Paranormal Almanac, interesting. Thank you for joining me on The Paranormal Almanac. Until next time, stay curious and keep an open mind. All right, Kurt here. That one, well, while it was fun and a little bit of a tongue twister, which really shouldn't be, former owner. That's a little tongue twister for me for some reason. Hold on, I got to take a drink. There we go. Take a drink for every time I screw up. Uh, it was, um, It was okay. I like the... I don't like that it added the to Paranormal Almanac, but I like the tagline, until next time, stay curious and keep an open mind. So I want to add a little bit more. So for this one, script about Paranormal Almanac, and I'm going to add that I'm the first para influencer. Let's see if it breaks it. Oh, no, it does not. Title, the para influencer. Here we go. you ready? Opening shot of Kurt Sandvig sitting in front of a microphone, smiling confidently. He wears a black t-shirt with the logo of his podcast, Paranormal Almanac, on it. (laughs) Uh, Kurt here. Fun fact. I am indeed wearing a black t-shirt with the logo of Paranormal. Is my camera on or something? Can this AI see me? I am. Honestly, I'm wearing a Paranormal Almanac black t-shirt right now. All right. Cut into this. Kurt, into the microphone. Welcome to another episode of Paranormal Almanac, the world's most popular podcast about the paranormal. Kurt here. Yeah, it is. All right, back to the AI. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in all things paranormal. Cut to Kurt walking through a dark, creepy forest. He's wearing a backpack and carrying a flashlight. Today, I'm on the hunt for the legendary Chupacabra. Now, I've received a tip that one was spotted in these woods, but I'm determined to get to the bottom of it. Kurt stumbles into a clearing. Upon, Kurt stumbles upon a clearing where he finds a strange creature. It looks like a cross between a wolf and a kangaroo. This is it, the chupacabra. He takes out his camera and starts filming. Suddenly, the creature turns and runs away. Kurt chases after it, but it's too fast. Ah, oh, I didn't get a clear shot. But I know what I saw. The chupacabra is real, and it's out there. Cut to Kurt back in the studio, reviewing the footage on his computer. I may not have gotten the proof I was looking for, but that doesn't change what I saw. I'm more determined than ever to prove the world, to prove to the world that the paranormal is real. Kurt's phone rings. Hello? Kurt. Oh, sorry, I have to do a different voice. Kurt, this is John from the History Channel. We've heard about your podcast, and we're impressed. We'd like to offer you your own TV show. (laughs) Ha, Kurt here, I love this. Are you serious? Dead serious, Kurt. We think you have the potential to be the next big thing in paranormal entertainment. Kurt, smiling. I'm in. Cut to Kurt on the set of his TV show, Paranormal Almanac, The Search for Truth. He's sitting in front of a green screen, wearing a suit and a tie. Welcome to the premiere episode of Paranormal Almanac, The Search for Truth. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig, and I'm here to take you on a journey into the unknown. The TV show becomes an instant hit, and Kurt becomes known as the first para-influencer. It just says, as the para-influencer. He's interviewed on late-night talk shows, and his face is plastered on the cover of magazines. I never imagined that my passion for the paranormal would lead me to this level of success. But I'm not in it for the fame or the money. I'm in this to prove to the world that the paranormal is real and that it's worth investigating. Closing shot of Kurt walking through the forest again. But this time, he's not alone. He's with a team of researchers, all of them armed with cameras and equipment. Let's do this. The screen fades fades the screen fades to black note this script is a fictional story all right i don't think the ai needed to add kurt here i don't think the ai needed to add that last line hey kurt uh, this this is a fictional story you know that right you're not going to be famous and I'm the, my face isn't going to be plastered on the cover of magazines but it's interesting it took it in a way it took it in a direction i was not expecting I like I kind of like the, uh, the the title of the TV show Paranormal Almanac: The Search for Truth. I can get behind that I'm all for that. I don't think we needed to say the whole like uh, you know fictional story part but I dug that one that one I dug and I like that out of nowhere John from the History Channel just calls me. I didn't ask it to write that. All right AI I see what you're doing you're, you're predicting the future. Even though you say it's a fictional story, you're predicting the future. I dig it. Now we're talking. But what about an episode about a ghost and love? Write a script about Paran. Par, oh, come on, spell paranormal right. Paranormal Almanac host Kurt Sandvig, ghost and love. Here we go. Welcome to the Paranormal... Why is it the Paranormal Almanac? Come on, AI! Welcome to the Paranormal Almanac. I'm your host, Kurt Sandvig. Today's episode is going to be a little different as we explore the idea of ghostly love. As I was investigating a supposedly haunted location, I started to notice strange occurrences happening all around me. At first, I thought it was just my imagination, but as the sightings and occurrences continued, I realized that it was the ghost of a woman who had passed away in the location. That's very generic. Kurt, here, that's very generic. As I began to communicate with her, I found myself becoming more and more drawn to her. Despite the fact that she was a ghost, I couldn't help but feel a connection with her. As our conversations continued, I realized she felt the same way. Oh my god, I gotta do a girl ghost voice. I'll do that in post. Kurt, I've been alone for so long, but ever since you came into my life, I felt a spark of hope. I know it's unconventional, but I can't help feeling the way I do about you. I understand how you feel, and I can't deny the connection I feel with you as well. But what can we do? You're a ghost, and I'm alive! I know it's difficult, but I can't help the way I feel. All I know is that when I'm with you, I feel alive again. I understand, and I feel the same way. I don't know what the future holds for us but I know I want to explore this connection further. As our investigation comes to a close... Oh, no, that's me talking. Sorry, Kurt here. As our investigation came to a close, I couldn't shake the feeling that I had left a piece of my heart behind with the ghost. It's a strange and unusual, unusual situation, but I can't help the way I feel. This episode of Paranormal Almanac has been a reminder that love knows no bounds, not even death. Thank you for joining me on this journey, and until next time, stay curious and keep an open mind. Wow, it really likes that tagline. Maybe because it heard me say I like that one. All right, for this next one, I wanted to add a little bit more to this. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you what I'm adding. Hold on. I can't talk and type different things at the same time. Okay. <clears throat> Whew. Ready, and there we go. Title, The Secret Society. Fade in, interior, Kurt's home office, day. Kurt Sandig is seen sitting at his desk, surrounded by books and papers on conspiracy theories. His sidekick, girl dog, Rum, is sitting next to him, attentively listening. We're on to something big time. We're on to something big this time, girl. The Illuminati the most secretive and powerful organization in history uh, I can't well hold on let me uh hold on one second wait 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 before I continue on to this I need sound effects so hold on let's see uh here we go Ah, that was that wasn't bad all right hold on I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to that so let's see Kurt to rum. We're on to something big this time, girl the Illuminati, the most secretive and powerful organization in history. Kirk turns to the camera, addressing the audience. For centuries, the existence of the Illuminati has been the subject of speculation and debate. But is it just a myth? Or is there truth to the rumors? Kurt and Rum set off on their investigation, traveling to different locations and meeting with experts and witnesses who claim to have knowledge of the Illuminati. They uncover hidden symbols and coded messages that seem to point to the existence of the secret society. As they delve deeper into their research, they encounter resistance and danger, but they refuse to give up. We may never know the full extent of the Illuminati's power and influence, but one thing is certain... They have left their mark on history. And we must always remain vigilant. Oh, I fucked it up. And we must always remain vigilant. Fade out. All right, that one wasn't bad. I added rum, hoping that it would, like, you know, put more rum into this, except for just one bark. But uh, I wanted to add, I'm going to add more danger to it. I don't think that's enough of the, I'm going to stick with the Illuminati for a minute, because I know the AI, I know the AI knows about it. I can't say AI. I know that the AI knows about the Illuminati, it knows the truth. So I want to add a little bit more danger to the same script. One second. Okay, here we go. Hitting enter. Title, The Hunt for the Treasure. I like this one. Kurt here, I like this one already. All right, here we go. Fade in. Hurt's home office, day. Kurt is seen sitting at his desk, surrounded by books and papers about Oak Island and its legendary treasure. His sidekick girl dog Rum is sitting next to him, attentively listening. We're on to something big time this, big this time, girl. That seems like I already said that before. Oak Island, the site of one of the greatest treasure hunts in history. (coughs) Kirk turns to the camera, addressing the audience. For centuries, people have searched for the treasure said to be buried on Oak Island, but no one has ever been able to uncover it. But something is different this time. Something that makes me believe that we're getting closer to the truth. Kurt and Rum set off to Oak Island, where they begin their investigation. They start to uncover clues that lead them to believe that the treasure is indeed, is indeed real, and that it's hidden in a secret location on the island. But as they get closer to the goal, they begin to encounter obstacles and resistance from an unknown force. We're being watched, followed, and threatened. Someone doesn't want us to find that treasure. And I have a feeling it's the Illuminati, the secret society that's been pulling the strings for centuries. As Kurt and Rum continue their investigation, they must navigate through a web of danger and deceit as they race against the clock to uncover the truth and find the treasure before the Illuminati can stop them. The treasure may be hidden, but the truth will be revealed. We won't stop until we find it. Fade out. All right. It's better. It's better. But I want to add. I want to do something a little different. I want to add. I like the. I like the. Uh, the danger aspect of it. But uh, Oak Island really didn't pan out. I thought it was going to be more. I thought I was going to be able to like you know it was going to. I thought AI was going to connect the Illuminati hiding the treasure. Like I thought it was going to be Indiana Jones for that one. I'll be honest. Maybe I'll add some Indiana Jones music or type music to the end of that one, but uh, it's it's not it's not enough AI Indiana Jonesy kind of thing for me. So instead, I'm going to go a different direction. I liked I liked. Hold on, I'm going to one second. I can't I can't talk and type at the same time. Can people do that? Can you can you talk and type something different? If so, you might be AI. Okay. Hold on. <clears throat> All right. Is that enough? I think that's enough. All right. I'm adding a little bit more. I'm changing the story a little bit. I'm getting off of Oak Island. You're, you're going to figure it out right away. So, um, again, I'm being very generic. Script about Paranormal Almanac starring Kurt Sandig, and then I add one or two words at the end. This one I only added two words after it. So let's see what happens with this one. Title. The break-in. I already like it already, because I didn't ask to break in anything. Fade in. Exterior. Area 51. Night. Kurt Sandvig is seen sneaking around the perimeter of the heavily guarded military base. He's dressed in black, and he's carrying a backpack filled with equipment. Area 51. The most secretive and mysterious place on Earth. For decades, rumors have circulated about really what goes on inside these walls, but tonight... I'm going to find out for myself. Kurt successfully breaches the security and makes his way into the base. Kurt here, you couldn't have added how I do that? Come on, AI. Give me a chance to, like, tell me, like, Kurt, if you want to break into Area 51, here's what you got to do. Tell me what's in that backpack filled with equipment too, AI. Come on. All right. Kurt successfully breaches the security and makes his way into the base. He navigates through the dark and labyrinthian corridors, using his knowledge and skills to avoid detection. Kurt here. Okay, you added a little bit more. I, I I apologize, AI. I didn't mean to yell at you. Okay. I've always been fascinated by the idea of UFOs and extraterrestrial life. and th- And if there's one place on Earth where I might find the answers, it's here. As he continues his exploration. Man, Kurt here. Why didn't I invite Sean Bishop to do it? He does a billion voices. I'm going to do another AI episode. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to do another AI episode, and Sean Bishop is going to do the majority of this voices and stuff. He's so much better at it than me. This bums me out that I didn't wait for Sean. All right. As he continues his exploration, Kurt comes across a door that leads to a hidden underground facility. He enters and finds himself face-to-face with a UFO, which appears to be in some sort of distress. I can hardly believe my eyes. I've found it. An actual alien spacecraft? And it looks like something's wrong. Kurt approaches the UFO and finds that an alien being is trapped inside. It's injured and in need of help. I never expected to find an alien in distress, but I can't just leave it here. Kurt uses his knowledge and equipment to free the alien and tend to its injuries. As he works, the alien communicates with him telepathically, thanking him for saving its life. This is the moment. This is a moment I'll never forget. I've made contact with an intelligent alien species, and I've helped it in its time of need. As the alien's injuries are being treated, it starts to communicate with Kurt and gives him information about the alien's home planet, culture, and technology. Kurt leaves the facility with the alien as the alarms sound and makes his escape. I've uncovered one of the greatest secrets in human history, and I'm just getting started. Ladies. I added the ladies part. Kurt here, I added the ladies part, and this is fade up. All right, that was cool. All I said was Area 51. That was it. It added everything about, like, you know, I find an injured alien, I help the alien. It communicates telepathically. How does AI know that aliens communicate, communicate telepathically? I'm telling you, it knows more than it's letting on. Okay. Here's the next scenario that I thought up for the AI. Just just hold on a second. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second. Okay. I added, well, a couple of more words, a few more words, four more words, actually. So let's see what (laughs) I'm so excited. I want this one to work. All right, A.I., what are you going to do for me? Fade in exterior roadside day. Kurt Sandig is seen driving down a deserted road in his car. He is on his way to investigate a report of a ghostly apparition that has been sighted hitchhiking along the road. I've heard some strange stories in my time, but this one takes the cake. A ghostly hitchhiker spotted along this stretch of road? I'm on my way to check it out. As Kurt drives, he sees a figure standing by the side of a road. It's a woman, dressed in old-fashioned clothing, and she appears to be trying to hitch a ride. There she is, the ghostly hitchhiker. I can hardly believe my eyes. Kurt stops his car and offers the ghost a ride. She accepts and gets in. As they drive, Kurt starts to notice the ghost is different from any ghost that he has ever encountered before. She's not like any ghost I've ever seen before. She seems so real. Come on, AI. The ghost starts to talk to Kurt, and he quickly realizes she's not just any ghost, but the ghost of the well-known actress Anna Kendrick. Hold on. It needs more than that. Yes! Yes! AI don't fail me now she she tells him that she's been wandering the earth unable to find peace and that she's drawn to kurt kurt and anna begin to have a conversation and they quickly fall in love with each other i never expected this i thought i was investigating a ghost but instead i've met the love of my life ah <laughs> uh... As they continue driving, Kurt and Anna encounter a strange and mysterious event that they can't explain, but they continue to investigate the paranormal world. Suddenly, a large furry creature runs in front of the car, and Kurt swerves to avoid it, but hits it. Wait, what? Kurt here, wait, what? I didn't add this. I don't, I don't, I, I, I Kurt here, I don't like where this is headed. It was starting out so good, all I asked for was Hitchhiking Ghost, Anna Kendrick, paranormal you know obviously you know write a script paranormal almanac kurt sandvig hitchhiking ghost anna kendrick paranormal maybe because i added the second paranormal that it added this but uh i don't like this all right so where are we left off a, uh, a large furry creature runs in front of the car kurt swerves to avoid it but hits it oh i don't like that at all <clears throat> all right action oh my god we hit a bigfoot this this is anna oh no i hope is it okay I don't know. I'm going to check. Kurt gets out of the car and approaches the creature, but it's nowhere to be found. It's gone. I can't believe it. We just hit a Bigfoot and it vanished? Do do you think it's hurt? I hope not, Anna. But this is definitely something I'll have to investigate further. Kurt and Anna start to track the creature, using their paranormal investigation skills. They find the creature laying down on the ground, and they realize that it's not hurt. It's okay. It's just unconscious. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, Kurt here. That's my Anna Kendrick impression. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was going to have to have lines for her. All right. Oh, thank goodness. Yes, but we should still be careful. As they approach the creature, it starts to wake up. Kurt and Anna are ready for the worst, but the creature is peaceful and friendly? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Bigfoot, in a deep, friendly voice. Thank you for helping me. My name is George. George? Hi, George. I'm Anna. I'm Kurt. George tells him that he's a paranormal being, like them, and he's been traveling the Earth for a long time, trying to find others like him. He's heard of Kurt's reputation as a paranormal investigator and wants to join forces with them to solve more paranormal mysteries together, Kurt here, holy crap, we're becoming fucking the, the, the Scooby-Doo gang. Like, the what the hell is happening? All right, <clears throat> back, back into it. This is incredible. I never expected to find a real-life Bigfoot, let alone one who wants to help us in our investigations. This is so exciting. I can't wait to see what adventures we'll have together. The three of them continue their journey together, investigating strange and mysterious occurrences and uncovering the truth behind the paranormal world. They encounter ghosts, UFOs, and other unexplained phenomena. But with George's help, they're able to shed light on the unknown. With Anna by my side and George's unique abilities, we're unstoppable in our quest to uncover the truth about the paranormal world. Fade out. All right, I like that. I did not expect... Look, I didn't ask it to hit a Bigfoot with the car... All I said was, I. it had to be because I added the second paranormal to that. Um, and again, I wasn't expecting Anna to have lines. I guess, I guess that's, you know, boy, I'm going to have to pay her like millions. I don't know what her fee is, but I'm sure it's like at least six million or two million or something. So that's the best Anna uh, Kendrick impression I'm going to do. But since, you know, Anna Kendrick is now canon to Paranormal Almanac, all I'm going to do is ask. Hold on. Talk amongst yourselves talk about this last one how incredible this last one was oh also can we talk about the fact that it named a bigfoot george ai was like yeah there's a bigfoot and his name is uh george yeah yeah sure yeah george let's throw him in there. you're gonna hit him with the car but he's gonna be okay and you guys gonna be like uh mystery machine uh scooby gang are you gonna be you're gonna be uh, solving mysteries there run with it all right hold on okay paranormal almanac starring kurt sandig and Anna Kendrick go camping paranormal because I think that second paranormal is what kicks in all of the rest of the shit. All right, here we go. Ready? How much, how, how long? Oh my God, this is going to be a long (laughs) episode. I'm having fun. Who fucking cares? I'm going to keep going. Act one, scene one, Kurt, Anna, and a group of friends are setting up camp in the woods. They are all excited to be out in nature and to have some fun. Kurt is carrying his camera and other equipment for the show. Anna is carrying a backpack. All right, let's set up camp here. We're in the perfect spot for some great footage for the show. Anna to Kurt. I can't wait to see what kind of paranormal activity we'll find out here. The group sets up camp and starts a fire. They sit around the fire and talk and tell stories. Suddenly, they hear a loud noise in the distance. Did you guys hear that? Tom? Who the fuck is Tom? Um, sorry, not gonna be Tom. Tom. Yeah! It sounded like something big! I'm gonna go check it out. To Anna. Are you coming with me? Anna nodding. Of course. Kurt and Anna grab their gear and head towards the noise. They come across a clearing and see two creatures fighting. One is a large, ape-like creature, and the other is a creature with spines and a long tail. The creatures are locked in battle, and do not notice. Kurt and Anna. Kurt to Anna. Oh my god, it's a Bigfoot. Anna in shock. And it's holding a chupacabra. The Bigfoot looks at Kurt and Anna, and then turns its attention back to the chupacabra. It rips the chupacabra in half with its bare hands. The chupacabra's blood is everywhere. Kurt and Anna are frozen in shock. They can't believe what they just saw. Bigfoot. Don't be afraid. I won't hurt you. I already forgot Bigfoot's voice. Uh, Kurt, to the Bigfoot. Who are you? My name is George. (laughs) It's still George. All right. My name is George. I'm the protector of this forest. What was that thing? That was a chupacabra. It's a dangerous creature that was killing the animals in this forest. Can we film you for our show? I don't mind, as long as you keep my existence a secret from the rest of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Kurt and Anna agree, and they spend the rest of the night filming George the Bigfoot and learning more about him and his role as protector of the forest. As they pack up to leave, Kurt and Anna promise to keep George's existence a secret and to only share their footage with trusted colleagues. Uh, I like it. It doesn't say fade out on this one, but, you know, fade out. Huh. I, I like it, but, I, I, you know, this is going to get to Anna Kendrick eventually, and she's going to be like, psycho, and then I'm never going to meet her. So that was just for fun. That was not insinuating anything. I know, I know you're not a ghostly hitchhiker that will fall in love with me. I'm not insane. So for this next one, this next one, let's go back to the future. And by we, I mean me. I'm going to instruct the AI that it's just me in this next one. It doesn't need to have Anna, basically. So this was a quick one. So it's Paranormal Almanac, starring Kurt Sandvig. Time travel to the future. Act one, scene one. We see Kurt Sandvig in his lab, surrounded by science equipment and gadgets. He's working on a device that looks like a time machine. He's focused and determined. I've done it. I've finally done it. I've invented time travel. I'm just adding that. I don't know I don't know if there's anybody with me. Kurt turns on the machine and sets the dial for 2050. He takes a deep breath and steps into the machine. The machine? Oh, wait. The machine makes a loud noise. Hold on. One second. Um, time, machine, noise. Come on, YouTube. Don't fail me now. Here we go. Nope. That's PlayStation commercial. Hold on. I got to banter for two more seconds here. He turns on the machine. The machine makes a loud noise and Kurt disappears. We see a flash of light and Kurt reappears in the year 2050. Act 2, Scene 1 Kurt finds himself in a futuristic city. He's surrounded by tall buildings and flying cars. He is in awe of what he sees. This is amazing. I can't believe I'm really here. Kurt starts to explore the city. He talks to people and learns about their lives. He finds out that the future is not as perfect as he thought it would be. What the fuck, AI? Hold on, Kurt here. This is what AI thinks 2050 is going to be like? Hold on, keep, uh, I'm going to keep reading and just listen to this crap. He finds that the future is not as perfect as he thought it would be. People are still struggling with poverty, war, and inequality. But he also finds that people have made significant advances in technology, medicine, and space exploration. He also finds that people are more connected and united than ever before. Eh, All alright, I guess it's okay. Act 2, Scene 2. Kurt starts to worry about how long he's been gone, and if he'll be able to get back to his own time. He makes his way back to his lab, but when he arrives, he finds it in ruins! His time machine is gone, and he's stranded in the future. Oh no, what am I gonna do? I'm stuck! In the future. Just then, Kurt is approached by a group of scientists. They tell Kurt that they've been studying his time machine, and they've been able to repair it. They offer to send Kurt back to his own time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hold well on. I gotta go. I Gotta go back to... Sound effects. Wait. Hold on. I gotta go... There we go. Kurt gets into the time machine and sets the dial to his own time. He takes a deep breath... And the machine makes a loud noise. Kurt disappears in a flash and reappears in his own time. Act 3, Scene 1. Kurt finds himself back in his own lab. He is relieved and excited to share his adventure with the world. He spends the next few days sharing his story and his findings with the world. He becomes famous and a pioneer in the field of time travel. He continues to work on time travel to explore the future. But he's always careful to make sure he can return home. Act 3, Scene 2. Kurt is sitting in his living room, flipping through channels on the TV. Suddenly, he stops on a channel that is airing his own show, Paranormal Almanac. He watches in amazement as he sees himself along his sidekick... Alongside... Oh, alongside his sidekick, conducting paranormal investigations and discussing his findings with his audience. My show has become the most popular podcast ever? I can't believe it! He continues to watch the show and sees that since he has been gone into the future, the show has evolved. It now incorporates time travel and futuristic technologies. He also sees that his co-host, Anna Kendrick... Come on! I said it was just me, AI. I'm sorry, Anna Kendrick. I really am. Look, if you guys know Anna Kendrick, first of all, introduce me. Second of all, apologize for me. He also sees that his co-host, Anna Kendrick, has become a household name. (laughs) And they are considered the ultimate paranormal duo. Curtis thrilled and he knows he's made a lasting impact impact on the world of paranormal research. The end. All right. I'm going to try this again. I, once again, that was a cool one. I liked it. I, I didn't expect, uh, you know, so much. Uh, I didn't expect to come back in time and find out that Paranormal Almanac is the most popular, what was it, the most popular podcast ever. My show has become the most popular podcast ever. I can't believe it. Um, but I wouldn't make her a co-host. Come on. She's better than that. She's better than anything that I, that the AI is making her do. Not me. I'm not making her do or say any of this. It's all the AI. So if she wants to get mad at something, get mad at the, uh, the robots that are taking over our world. All righty. For this next one, I'm going to ask the AI to have Kurt only investigate Ouija boards. Again. No mention of Anna Kendrick in this one. That's pretty sweet uh, time travel sound on that last one, with well, that time machine sound on the last one, right? This is the kind of high-brow podcast that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm upping the, uh, the production value, I guess I'm saying. Hold on. Okay. Paranormal Almanac starring Kurt Sandvig. Only Kurt Sandvig investigate Ouija board. That's it. Nothing else. Come on, AI. Leave poor Anna Kendrick alone. She's better than all of this. Here we go. Act 1, Scene 1. Kurt Sambig, host of the popular paranormal podcast Paranormal Almanac, is sitting in his home office, surrounded by books and paranormal equipment. He is researching the history and origins of the Ouija board, when he gets an idea for his next episode. Huh. I've never really explored the Ouija board on the show before. It's time to change that. Act 1, Scene 2. Kurt sets up his equipment, invites his co-host and sidekick, Anna Kendrick. Come on! Come on, AI. No. No. Bad AI. Leave her alone. Uh, uh, co-host and sidekick, Anna Kendrick, to join him for a live Ouija board session. Oops, sorry, I'm not doing the voice. Live Ouija board session on the next episode of the show. They spend the next few days researching and preparing for the session. Act 2, Scene 1. Kurt and Anna are sitting at a table with the Ouija board in front of them. They begin the session by introducing the topic and inviting their audience to participate remotely. They ask the board if there are any spirits present. After a few moments of silence, the planchette begins to move on its own. Uh, hold on, I need spooky music. Let me go spooky music. Spooky music. Uh, seance. I'm going to do seance spooky music. Let's see what see what it comes up with um creepy eerie no I don't want it from a movie um come on here we go all right that's not what I want but that's fine that's right that's good we'll, we'll we'll have that in the background <clears throat> let's see where where I left you the planchette begins to move on its own Kurt to Anna something's happening Anna nervously It's working. The planchette spells out a message. Kurt and Anna are shocked and confused by the message. It's a name. Jim, Kurt's best friend who died a A few years. Okay, I don't like this. His name wasn't Jim, but I don't like the fact that, because my best friend did die a few years ago. (sighs) KAI, don't fuck with me here. That's my friend Jim's name. He passed away a few years ago. Anna, in disbelief. Are you sure? Positive. Kurt and Anna continue to communicate with Jim through the Ouija board. They discuss old memories and catch up on the years that have passed since his death. Kurt is emotional and grateful for the opportunity to reconnect with his friend. Act 2, Scene 2. After the session, Kurt shares his experience with his audience encourages them to be open-minded about the Ouija board. He also shares his personal story about reconnecting with his friend Jim. The episode becomes one of the most popular episodes of the show, and Kurt receives a flood of messengers from listeners who have had similar experiences. Act three, scene one. All right, all right, all right, all right. Act three, scene one. Kirk continues to use the Ouija board in his investigations and becomes an expert in the field of communications with spirits. He continues to share his findings and experiences with his audience and becomes known as the Ouija expert on the show. He also continues to communicate with Jim through the board and is grateful for the connection that they have. The end. Okay. Okay. Uh. I didn't like that one. I'll be honest. I, I've done better. I, it's not the best episode. I don't think that episode is the best episode of Paranormal Almanac ever. I doubt I'm gonna receive a flood of messages from listeners who have experiences as well. So AI, no. I'm also gonna scold it this time. This last one. I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna ask AI to write a script where Kurt Sandvig of Paranormal Almanac. Wakes up to find that Anna Kendrick is not the co-host. That's it. That's all I want it to do. Leave poor Anna Kendrick alone, AI. Okay, here we go. Enter and... (laughs) Paranormal Almanac. The fever dream. I'm already into this. Kurt, here, I'm already into this one. Fade in. Interior, Kurt's bedroom, day. Kurt, a middle aged man. Hey, what the fuck, man? I. Yeah, Alright, calm down with the middle aged man, AI. Kurt here, how about you fuck off with that shit? I didn't put that in there. At all. <sighs> Kurt, a middle aged man, wakes up from a deep sleep. He stretches and rubs his eyes, still groggy from the dream he just had. Anna Kendrick? Co host? He gets out of bed and walks to his desk. He sits down and starts to write in his journal. I had the most vivid dream last night. I was the host of a, success, of a successful paranormal podcast, and my co host was none other than Anna Kendrick. We were investigating all kinds of strange phenomena together, but it all felt so real. Kurt pauses, deep in thought. He starts to remember the dream more clearly. But it was all just a dream. I don't even have a podcast, let alone a co-host. Kurt here. Fuck you, I do have a podcast. All right, back into it. He finishes writing in his journal and sets it aside. He gets up from his desk and starts to get ready for the day. But what if it wasn't just a dream? What if it was a sign? Maybe it's time for me to start my own paranormal podcast and see where it takes me. Kurt finishes getting ready and heads out the door. Determined to make his dream a reality fade out. There we go. There we go. Better. I really thought it was going to bring Anna Kendrick in in the last time, and I was like, "Come on, let's 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 leave the poor girl alone." Um. All righty. How long? Oh, it's not, It's about the regular length of an episode. All right. Finally. Selfishly, I'm going to ask the AI one thing, one last thing, before we go, and I'm not going to give you. The an- well, you'll hear. I'm not going to give you the answer, answer, but I'll tell you what it says without giving you the answer. Can I please have the winning Super Lotto numbers? And enter. <laughs> it's spinning its wheels. It's spinning its wheels. Oh, here we go. Oh, this one took a long time for it to come up. The scripts come up, like, immediately, but this one. I'm sorry, but as a language model AI, I'm not able to provide you with any winning lottery numbers. Lottery numbers are randomly generated and not predictable. It's also illegal to cheat on lotteries. I suggest checking your local lottery website or retailer for the winning numbers. And as always, play responsibly. All right. Not, not I was hoping that it would, you know be nice to me and, and say, here are the winning lottery numbers. You know, you'll never meet Anna Kendrick or something that effect, but it didn't. So I guess finally, we, I need to log off somehow, um, do a sign off for the world's most popular podcast, Paranormal Almanac. Oh, it's an error occurred. It can't do it. Oh no it aired out. it does air out'll I'll, I will say that it does error out quite a bit. It's not a, it's not a hundred percent yet but um let me see if I can do it. No 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 stop generating that. I don't want that I want a sign off for the world's most popular podcast paranormal all right here we go. All right I'm gonna do it. Uh, I actually you know what I'm gonna before I get to that sign off I'm gonna I'm gonna do that as the very end of this episode. um hold on one second. There's one more thing I got to do before I sign off. Holy crap. This is amazing. All right. All right. All right. So um, before we get to the end of this, so what do you guys think? Uh, AI, can it replace me? I swear to God, if this becomes the most popular episode, I'm going to be, you know, intrigued and love it, but also kind of angry because I spend days, not even hours, like days writing these episodes and all I needed to do was have an AI do it, and you guys love me more. Look, I enjoyed the shit out of this episode as much as you all did. It took it. It took stories in directions I did not expect even remotely, and it's a lot of fucking fun. I'm definitely gonna do another one of these with Sean Bishop, 100% guaranteed. I'm getting Sean Bishop. I don't care if I got to drag him over here. Um, I, he's coming over, and we're gonna do an episode of AI written scripts because i need i need a sean bishop to bounce off of for this kind of a thing so what a fan fucking tastic bizarre weird thing this ai is is it going to take over the world i don't know god i hope not um if it does at least we know we'll have some very entertaining paranormal almanac episodes all righty um let me get to sorry let me get to the the end of uh of the episode i got to I gotta wait a couple more seconds. So this is where I kind of banter while I'm I'm letting the the music catch up to where I need it to be for the end of the episode. So here we go. this is this is what the AI wrote for a sign off of the world's most popular podcast Paranormal Almanac. Thanks for tuning in to the world's most popular podcast Paranormal podcast. what? Oh the world's most popular paranormal popular paranormal podcast Paranormal Almanac. Join us next time as we continue to explore the unknown and unravel the mysteries of the universe. Remember, keep an open mind and a keen ear as we unravel the truth behind the paranormal. Until next time, this is Kurt Sabbig signing off. Yeah. in this. Oh, this. First step. Paranal. Man. backwards, that says, I don't have letting round first the Am, amlam. I'm very curious to see what it wrote. I asked it to write a backwards masking.